Hey, welcome to the Thrive Church Podcast. We are so glad that you're joining us for this time today. We hope that this message will encourage you, build your faith, and help you thrive with God and thrive in life. Now to the message. I want to talk to you today about this message right here. Step out of your tent. Step out of your tent. So last week, we talked about this guy named Abram. Later, he changes, God changes his name to Abraham. But God comes to Abram and he says this. He says, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make you a great nation. Uh, I'm going to bless the nations of the earth through you. Right? Talking about that later on and uh, down the lineage, many, many, many generations. Jesus is going to actually come through that way. And so Abram, he leaves what he knows, the land that he's known for 75 years. He steps out, not knowing where he's going, but takes a step of faith on God's word. He steps one step further into what the plan and purpose that God has for him. The plans and purposes that God has for you and I, just like Abram, can only be reached by taking steps of faith. And a step of faith is a bold, courageous action we take in direct response to God's word. It's not just like taking, I'm in faith. It is actually, it's actually this. It's a well-calculated, bold, courageous step out in direct response to what God is saying to you through his word or through his spirit in your heart. So Abram, he does this. He steps out and know what? God blesses him. He increases him. God gives Abram land. God increases his wealth. He's got servants. He's got livestock. He's got some wealth. He's doing good. However, there's one thing that's, that's, that's missing in that promise that has yet to come to pass. Abram did not have any kids at this point. He did not have any heirs. Abram is sitting in this tent that's on land that God had given him, but this tent is empty. He's looking around. It's empty. There's no kids running around. There are no heirs, which is what he wants. That's that heart desire that he has and a promise that God has given. And we're going to pick up the account in the story in Genesis 15. And it says, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. Hey, this is like a good thing. God is talking to you. He's saying, hey, I'm your shield. I'm your great reward. But check this out. This is how Abram responds. But Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me? Seeing I go childless, and the heir of my house is Elizer of Damascus. Then Abram said, Look, you have given me no offspring, indeed one born in my uh, Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. Listen, he's saying, I don't have any kids. The guy who's going to uh, inherit all this, all this that you've given me, this land, all this wealth. Listen, it's not even going to be to my kids because I don't got kids. It's going to be to my chief servant. And he says, I don't see it. 
Abram says, God, you said you're going to make me a great nation. You're going to bless me, increase me, and, and make a great nation through me, but I don't see it. He's looking around this empty tent where he says, look, look, God, see there is no heirs here. I don't hear no pitter-patter. I don't hear no cries. That bassinet is empty. The one, the, uh, the, the one that's going to inherit everything is my chief servant. It's not even my kid. And he's looking around at this empty tent. And Abram is talking about what he sees right in front of him. He sees how he's not a dad. He sees how he doesn't have any kids, no heirs, how it's not going to pass. He sees what's not there, what hasn't happened. They've been trying to have a kid in this tent. No kids are there. And he sees this empty tent that he's sitting in. Now, Abram was surrounded, really, by his own efforts and his own works. The tent that he made that he's sitting in. That he sees, you know, the tent that they're trying to have kids, but no kids are filling the tent. That tent was empty. Now, what I find interesting is that somewhere along the way, there's a shift in Abram. There's a shift from in Genesis 12, where, where he literally, he doesn't know where he's going, but God says, listen, I'm going to bless you, increase you. Just walk into this place of unknowing. And what does he do? He takes a step of faith, going just on the word of God and stepping into the unknown. And there's a shift to now uh, chapter from chapter 12 in Genesis to just three chapters later in chapter 15. There's a shift because in Genesis 12, he took a courageous step of faith into land that was unknown. Uh, that Abram was, he went where he didn't know. But now there's a shift in Abram. Like the whole reason that he was prospering now the whole reason he's in that land is because he took a step of faith and acted on what God said. But something shifted. And what was it? Abram qualified the promise of an heir of a great nation coming to pass by what now he saw around him with his own eyes. And what wasn't there, what wasn't happening, and his own efforts. He qualified what God now said about the promise for an heir by what he saw. This tent, it's empty. How am I going to have a great nation? There's no one here. I don't even have a kid. In that tent, Abram qualified receiving the, uh, the promise of God for a son by what he could do and what he could see. There was a shift from Abram not, not seeing it, but stepping to now seeing and not stepping. And he said, Lord God, what will you give me seeing? I go childless and the heir to my house. Hey, he's not, he's not even mine. Abram's focus shifted from what God could do to what I can do, what I have, what I bring to the table to make God's promise happen. Yet the only reason Abram is where he is right now and he's prospering, he's in that land, was simply because he took a step of faith, stepped out on what God said, and that positioned him in that place to receive. The fact that God brought him to the land that 
Abram stepped by faith. He prospered him. All that, it didn't change once he stepped in that land. The same way that Abram received through faith, he stepped by faith into what God had for him. It didn't change for this promise of an heir. It was still by faith. What changed was Abram's focus onto the limit of what he could do instead of the limitlessness of God and his power and what God can do. But you know, you might be thinking, man, this is Abram guy, like three chapters later, he's like, come on, like it's only three chapters, Abram, like stick to the program, like stay on faith. You knew this, like, uh, but you know, I don't think Abram's alone. I think if we're honest, at times you and I have done this too. Because in Ephesians 2.8, it talks about how, um, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourself, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So that every single person, we receive salvation by, as a gift through faith in Jesus. The life that we are living right now and uh, with God and the eternity that we will be with Him forever is a gift that's received by faith. It's a gift. And everyone would agree, salvation is a gift from God. All what you do is you have faith and you receive it to take that step, that one step, and that's that first step into His plans, into His purposes of what God has for you, what He has, is just by saying yes to Jesus and taking that step of faith. It's only just a response of faith then something somehow happens often, uh, somewhere between saying yes to Jesus and now, where at times when it comes to the promises of God, when it, when it comes to what God has said in His Word or spoken to our heart, we can then try and start to qualify God's promises or what He said to us by what we currently see around us, what we have or don't have, what we can or can't do. Then we, we hear God's promises and we look at really the tent that's around us. And we can say like Ab Abram, he said this, Lord God, what will you give me seeing I go childless? Maybe when the promise of God comes or you read it in the word or God speaks to your heart or you're watching Thrive Live and we're declaring about the goodness of God, that God has good prom uh, plans, he has a hope, a future for you, a promise for you. And then you say this, is you just like Abram, at times we can all say this, I know I have, that we can think and you, you see the promises of God and you say, how will you do this seeing I and fill in the blank? Seeing that I am without a job, seeing that I am this old, seeing that I come from this family or I was born into this family, seeing that I don't have this qualification or seeing that I don't have that experience or that seeing that I have never gone to Bible college or seeing that I'm not skilled enough. Or seeing that I am don't have the right personality for what you're saying, God. And we can look around at our surroundings and we can try and qualify God's promises and His plans for us by what, what we see around us, what we have or maybe what we don't have. Have you ever done that? 
Maybe throw up that emoji hand saying, yeah, I have. If I, if I wasn't speaking to you right now, I'd be throwing my emoji hand up right now. Yeah, I've done it. I've done it. I've totally done it. Where we start qualifying, receiving God's promises through what I can do or what I currently see or my current tent situation that is empty. What is this? I guess it's a tent, I guess. Um, but when we're in there, when we're in there of, of looking at what we have, what we can do, what we maybe don't have, or what our qualifications have, it's a limiting perspective. You can only see the top of the tent. You can only see what's missing in there, what's void there, what's not filled in there. Abram, he went from faith in God and boldly taking that step of going from the unknown or going from the known, I should say, to the unknown, to now, while he's in his tent, looking at what is known and saying, this is it. This is it. I, I, this is it. I, I'm, what I'm going to receive is because of what I see around me. Now, when Abram said, how will you do this seeing I got no kids, got no heirs. God, he brings him outside. Now, this was before electricity. This was in like just about the middle of nowhere. Have you ever been like to the middle of nowhere or in the country somewhere and you get outside of the city and you look up? Something you wouldn't know if you were in the city. There are stars. Like there are so many stars that it just about fills the sky that there's more stars than black space. It is amazing. It illuminates. It's so beautiful. Now, the reason why I love the mountains, but it is so many stars outside. So this is where God takes Abram. In verse four, and behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, this one shall not be your heir. Talking about uh, the chief servant. But, the, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him uh, outside and said, Look now towards the heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And he believed the Lord and and he accounted it to him for righteousness. God says, get out of your tent. Get out of your tent. God brought him out of what Abram could see of his own works, the tent that he could do, had the tent that was not filled with kids right now, the tent that was just limiting of he could only see so far to the roof of the tent, so far to the walls of the tent. He brought him outside to a place that was surrounded. Then he brought him out of that place where he only saw his own works, his own efforts, the tent he made, where he's trying to have kids, but no kids. That was empty. And he, God brought him outside. He brought him outside the tent and God changed his perspective and what he was seeing to get out of the tent, to step out of the tent of what Abram could do and now look up at the stars of only what God could do. Look up at the stars in the skies that, of the sky that only God could do. To step out of the, 
of the tent that he knew and step into that wide open spacious life and look at the stars of what God can do, his work that he could do. And as Abram's counting one, two, three, and he's realizing maybe I should just count by tens. Maybe I should just count by hundreds. Maybe I should just count by clumps. One clump, two clump, three. And he sees the workmanship of God. He sees what God could do. He left what he saw he could do. And then he looked forward to what God could do. And then with, mixed with what God said to him of, hey, this shall not be your heir, but the son that will come from you. That and his change of focus to God now then produced faith in him so that he would believe. The Bible says that he then believed what God had said. You know, he left what was happening in his own efforts and he focused on what God had said. His focus was changed to get out of the tent and on to God. Faith arose in Abram from the limiting perspective in that tent to that wide open, spacious life where he saw this is what God can do. There is no limit on what God can do in my life. It is not limited by what I see. It is not limited by what I can do on my own. It is limitless because he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ask, think, or imagine. He put his faith, Abram put his faith in God and his word. You know, there's a verse in Isaiah Isaiah 43, 19, the prophet, he says this, speak, God speaking through the prophet, he says, for I'm about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in a dry wasteland. I love that scripture. It's such a powerful, good scripture of how God will make a way where there seems to be no way. But in that scripture, it says this, it says, do you not see it? And I think if we're honest, sometimes if God says, hey, do you not see that I'm working? Do you not see that I'm making a way for you? Do you not see that I'm working behind the scenes? If we're honest, sometimes we would say, nah, no, I don't see it. I really don't see it. Why? I believe because we are in our tent of our self-effort of looking at what's around us. So we cannot see what God's doing. But just like Abram, where he stepped out of the tent and looked up at what God had done and what he was going to do, I believe that opportunity is for you and I today, where we can step out and see that God is doing what only God can do, that he will bring it to pass. In order to see the new thing that God is doing, because he's got a new thing for you. He's got plans, purposes. He's got a hope, a future for you. In order to see the roads that he's making in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, we need to allow God to take us uh, out of the tent of self-effort, out of the tent of just looking around of what our situation, and let, let him refocus our attention on him. Let us refocus our attention on what he's going to do. But just as God brought Abram out and counted the stars, it changed his perspective. God today wants to bring you out of that tent 
out of that tent. God wants to take our focus off of what we don't have, what we can't do, what our current situation is, what we've tried and hasn't worked, what we've been just going for. He wants to take us out of the limited perspective and bring us into that limitless perspective where Abram, he saw beyond the tent. He saw into the heavens beyond and saw God's craftsmanship. That's what God wants to do for you today, to bring you out. Today, for the promises of God, for the call on your life, what God has for you. He wants to bring you out of the tent so you can see beyond what you are seeing right now in the natural, what is not happening right now. God wants to see. Just as you receive salvation, life with Jesus through faith, it, does, it doesn't change somewhere along the way and it gets really complicated. No, the same way you receive salvation, just by faith and acting on God's word, being courageous and saying, yeah, I want to do life with Jesus, is the same way you receive the plans, the purposes, the call, the life that God has for you. It's by faith. How we receive from God is by faith. Now, works, like great works and, and everything flows out of our relationship with Jesus. But it is just simply faith, with Je- faith in, in God's word. Being bold, courageous, and taking direct responses, steps, actions on what God is saying to you. It doesn't suddenly get complicated because you said yes. It's the same way. The same way you receive Jesus is the same way you're going to receive the life that Jesus has for you. Because the life that Jesus has for you is a life with Him that is only walked in, that is only lived through faith. Instead of trying to set up our tents, but okay, now we're in the promise or we're getting there and we try and set up our own tents of effort. Nah. To step outside, go for a walk with Jesus and look at what he has for you. It hasn't changed. Taking a step of faith, action that is in direct response to God's word. In Colossians 9, it's just all Colossians, the first chapter is just such a beautiful chapter. But in Colossians 9, uh, 1 verse 9, it says this, For this reason, Paul saying, We also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to, and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Man, that, those works, those good fruit comes, flows out of knowing Him. Strengthened with all might according to his gracious power for all patience and long suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father. Get this, this is so good right here. Who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light? It is God who qualifies you. It is God who qualifies you. It is the finished works of Jesus that has qualified you for salvation. It is the finished works of Jesus that now qualifies you to live the life that God has for you, the plans that God has for you. Our role in it now is it, it is just to be in a position of faith of to receive what God has. To be bold and courageous to step out on what he says and receive. It isn't your works that qualify you. No, no, no. It is Jesus who qualifies you. 
And now all what we have to do is just have faith in Him and walk with Him. Let Him lead us and we can walk in what He has. It is Jesus who qualifies you for the life that God has and all we have to do. It's this, is faith. Is have faith in Him. And faith isn't just standing there, do nothing faith. Faith is in direct response, taking steps of faith in direct response when He talks to us. That moving when God says move. You know, the plan, the purpose God has for you, the call God has for in your life, it is reached, it is walked through, and it is sustained by faith. It didn't change from salvation. It was received by faith as a gift. And the life God has for you today is a gift that is received and walked through and explored by faith. Same way you receive salvation, same way you're going to receive what God has for you. Now, today, we get to walk with Jesus, work with Jesus, watch how He does things. We get to learn the unforced rhythms of His grace. You know, Paul writes in, in what we just read in Colossians, how to grow in the knowledge and wisdom and spiritual understanding. Grow in those things. Grow in your relationship with God. Grow in your understanding and to know Him. And out of that will produce fruit. Out of that, as you're connected to the vine, it's going to produce fruit in you. But now, how do we do that? Like, I'm, I hope we're not living in tents in Calgary because... Winter is coming. You know, like it's, 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 I hope there's not actually a tent for you. But how do we get out of our tents? How do we refocus? You know, in Genesis 15, 4, again, it says this, And behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, This one shall not be your heir, but the one will come from your body shall be your heir. So God's, the first thing that I see in practical ways of how do we refocus, how do we get out of the tent of what we see, our effort, everything. The first one is, is this, is God spoke his word into Abram's situation. And that word brought, get this, it brought correction and it brought faith. God's word brought correction of saying, you think that your servant's going to be your heir? No, that's not going to be your heir. It cor God corrected him. He corrected his thinking there, saying, mm, no. And then he spoke and he declared his word and it built faith in him of, know what? One who will come from you shall be your heir. Hearing God's word built faith in him. Romans 10, 17 says this. It says, now faith or it says this, let me read, actually. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You know, God's word is how faith comes. Hearing God's word is how faith comes. As you read the Bible, that's how faith comes. As you declare what God has said in his word is how faith comes. As you're part of Thrive Online, as you're part of uh, Thrive Lives, as you get into a small group, as we're declaring, talking about God and his word, that builds faith in you. As you're listening to podcasts uh, and, and we're talking about God, his word, his promises, that builds faith in you. It builds faith in you. And know what also God's word does? Is it corrects us. 
Hebrews talks about how the Word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. It rightly divides things that are, are from God and just from, like, not God. The things that you need to cut out of your life. And that's what God's Word does. That's what happened to Abram. He said, no, 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 get rid of that thinking that you're not going to have uh, anyone from your, ha- like, your son. You're going to have a son. Get that out. And God's Word cut that off. In the same way, God's Word corrects us and refocuses us. And it, and it says, okay, no, no, no. What you're seeing, that's not the final. The second thing I see is that God changed Abram's focus. God brought him outside to, to look up and see only what God could do. He saw, instead of just seeing the limit of the tent, seeing the limit of what wasn't there, seeing the lack, seeing the, the failed effort, seeing what wasn't there, God said, come with me. Look out here. Look at this. See this? Start counting. I can see him getting tired of counting. Like there's a lot of stars. Yeah, that's how many I'm going to, for your, your heirs, that's how many I'm going to make a great nation for you. God changed his perspective from what was in the tent to now what he could do. In Hebrews 12, 1, it says this, in the Passion, it says, And for us, we, we have all of these great witnesses who encircle us like a cloud. So we must let go of every wound that has pierced us and, and the sin we so easily fall into. Then we are able to run life's marathon race with passion and determination, for the path has already been marked out before us. Now check this out. We look away from the natural realm and we fasten our gaze unto Jesus who birthed faith within us and who leads us forward into faith's perfection. His example is this. Because his heart was focused on the joy of knowing that you would be his, he endured the agony of the cross and conquered, conquered its humiliation and now sits exalted at the right hand of the throne of God. Isn't that a great scripture? Such a good, but having our gaze, our eyes fixed on Jesus, who is the author, the finisher of our faith. We don't need to work it up. We don't need to be like, have more faith. Instead, we can just fix our gaze on Jesus. Fix our gaze on Jesus and keep looking on, onto Him. Getting our eyes off of what is limited. Getting our eyes on the, the, the God who is limitless. The God who nothing is impossible. The God who, if He's for you, who can be against you? The God, if He isn't finished, it means He's not done. And we do this Practical-wise, man, by spending time with Him, acknowledging Him in all we do, uh, refocusing when situations come. You know, I can see if Abram, after this time, if he got discouraged, he's in his tent, he's looking around in between, I can see him like pulling aside and poking his head out and then just looking up at the stars and just start counting. One, two, three, four. You know, when life starts to get crazy and you're looking at the tent and what isn't there, man, poke your head out of the tent 
and put your focus back onto Jesus. And you do that by prayer, right in that moment, just prayer, maybe getting into the word, acknowledging his presence is there, worshiping him. You know, just this past week, something came up and I started to look at the tent. I started to like, uh, suddenly, all of a sudden, I set up my tent and I was looking at it and it was, I was really good at it. Like, brrr, the tent was up and I was looking at what wasn't there, what hadn't yet happened, uh, what, what I could do in my own efforts and what I couldn't do. But then I caught myself that I was focusing on this tent and this limit. And know what I did? I poked my head out of the tent. I just took a moment got my head out of the tent and started actually praising and prayer to God. I said, Jesus, you got me. Jesus, if I know if this isn't finished, it means you're not done. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. If God, if you are for me, who can be against me? God, I trust you. And I got my focus back on Jesus off of the limit of the tent and back onto the one who is limitless and who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask, think, or imagine. That's in Ephesians 3 for somebody. Today, I want to encourage you. God has qualified you for the life the plans, the purposes, and the promises that God has for you. He's qualified you, not by your works. God has qualified you. Jesus has qualified you. And the same way you receive salvation by faith, a gift from God, but by faith, is the same way you receive and walk in all that God has for you. Can I encourage you to, to take a step out of the tent? Take one small step out of the tent and, and see what God is doing. Start counting those stars, what God is doing and that he's got you. He is doing a new thing. He's got good plans for you, a hope, a future. Get out of your tent. Take a step out and, and walk in that wide open, spacious life that God has for you. Hey, thank you for joining us for the Thrive Church podcast. We hope this message inspired you, built your faith, and helped you thrive with God and thrive in life. We'd love to see you at a Sunday soon, in person or online. You can get all the information on our website, thrivecalgary.ca. If you'd like to become a partner with Thrive Church financially, you can also do that by going to thrivecalgary.ca and click the Give button. Know God is for you. We love you. Have a great week.